From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. It's the 2 o'clock hour, which means Harry's eating. I don't even know what Harry's eating at this point, but like, I've never seen anything like it. Harry's got a milk chocolate brownie. A milk chocolate brownie. All right, Aaron Rodgers is going to, any second, I was going to say he was going to join us. He's not joining us. Who the hell am I kidding? Uh, Aaron (laughs) Rodgers is going to walk to the podium. I've got it in front of me. I can tell you this. We've never done this before on this show. We are going to cover this press conference live. So when Aaron Rodgers steps to the podium, I've got it in front of me, we will immediately take you there. We will make sure that you hear what Aaron Rodgers has to say from the get-go, and we will react to it. Also, Aaron Rodgers will join the Michael K. Show on 98.7 today at 3.30 Eastern Time, so you don't want to miss that. We will keep you updated on every ounce of it. You're eating a milk chocolate brownie? like But, what but we- hold on. But, but, but why would you say Aaron Rodgers would, would never join us? He obviously listens to our show. Yeah, that, obviously. I mean, I, I just don't think – look, his clapbacks have been particularly to things that we've said on the show. I think he listens to our show. I just don't think he likes us. I mean, that, that that's my takeaway from this. Or, Face us like a man. That's well, all I'm saying. Well, Face I mean, us like a man. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Are you going to eat milk chocolate brownies while you're talking to Aaron Rodgers too? Like, I just don't – I don't – If I don't it's get, the 2 o'clock hour, most definitely. We hit the 2 o'clock hour, and all of a sudden it's Sprite and brownies for – you know, my guy HD, who could still step on a field and play. In and I have meantime, popcorn to like, my right. I've as got, well. yeah, I've got like two pre made, like I, I, I blend up my protein shakes that have exactly the right ingredients in them. I'm starving half the time. I'm like sitting over here trying to like svelte my way into looking like Harry Douglas and you're eating milk chocolate brownies. Well, I, I definitely got to congratulate you because you've been, been doing a phenomenal job yeah. uh, with your training, <laughs> eating correctly, the whole nine. To the point that where, you know, I'm not going to say who. You're getting DMs from people. Well, so you know, everyone's I got noticing. The, I got, here's the thing. I'm starting to get abs. Like, I only – well, ab. I don't have abs yet. I got ab. I got one <laughs> – like, that one ab has moved in at the top, and it's just sort of hanging out with me. It's a little – like, it's a little covered with fluff, but you can sort of see it hanging out there, and you're like, oh, man. Now, if that ab could bring it, uh, other abs to move into the neighborhood, suddenly I'm going to have a whole neighborhood of abs. And that – at that point, I'm just not going to wear clothes anymore. And so I'm just going to walk in to do this show every day wearing a tank top. But look – I I will say this, though, um, because I know we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers coming up soon. I'm that much more excited about this season because of what he brings from that position, a quarterback position, to a Jets team that had a deficiency there last season. Yep, and he is at the podium now. We are taking you to it as it happens live. This is Aaron Rodgers at his press conference. Johnson and Aaron, uh, we'll open up the Q&A. What we do ask is uh, raise your hand. We'll call on you when you get the mic. Please introduce yourself and your affiliation. Um, after the Q&A, we'll do a photo op here at the top of the stage, and then we will break down for one-on-ones. Um, so let's get going. Uh, pleasure to bring the stage the chairman of the New York Jets, Mr. Woody Johnson. Uh, thanks, Eric. Good afternoon, everybody. How are you all doing? Really good. This is a happy day for my brother and I for the organization here, and especially for the Jets fans all over. The fact that we're here today is really a testament to what's been going on here and what the coach and the general manager and the staff has built over the last two years. The culture that enabled us to attract 
somebody of the caliber that we're looking at right now, Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. Uh, Aaron is a tremendous player, is an understatement. And he makes everybody around him better. And we're so happy to have him. We are delighted and happy. We couldn't be happier to have him as a New York Jet. I'd just like to have a round of applause right there. Welcome to New York, Aaron. We're glad to have you. I thought you were supposed to shake my hand. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say thank you to Christopher and Woody for bringing me here. Um, obviously, Coach Sala, Joe Douglas, my agent, Dave Dunn. Um, this is a surreal day for me after spending 18 years in the same city. It's been a lot of uh, introductions today and meeting a lot of people, but there's a lot of excitement. Um, I'm here because I believe, this, I believe in this team. I believe in Kosala. I believe in the direction uh, of Joe Douglas. Obviously, he's drafted really well the last couple of years, having the uh, offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Um, but big thanks to the Jets organization. Obviously, a big thanks to the Green Bay Pack organization for an incredible run. Uh, that chapter is over now, and I'm excited about the new adventure here in New York. So I'll open up to questions now. Okay. You can raise your hand. We'll get you right here. Hi, Aaron. Welcome. Congratulations. Tina Servasio from Fox 5 New York. So you mentioned the draft just now, and you believe in the direction that Joe Douglas is taking the team. But what really attracted you to make you start thinking that the New York Jets would be the next team you would play for? Well, they smoked us last year, so I knew they had a good team. <laughs> uh, we got to practice against them a couple years ago, and I got to get to know Robert a little bit more. And I've always loved what he's all about. We played him in San Fran a, a few times, and mostly they got the best of us. Um, but I liked the way that he was leading, his coaching style. Um, a big reason I'm here, uh, i got to mention, is Nathaniel Hackett, who's here. Uh, Hackett and I became really close friends for three, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, three years in, in Green Bay. And I love him like a brother. And I believe in him. And I'm uh, really happy to be back working with him again. Obviously, Joe has got a great track record so far of drafting some incredible players. Uh, but it takes a system. And obviously, Robert has the, uh, the right sauce, so I'm excited about getting to work with him and Brick and uh, Mark Kwan, former teammate of mine. And uh, it's a great staff. But you know, I'm an, old, I'm an old guy, so I want to be a part of a team that can win it all. And I believe that this is uh, a place we can get that done. Right over here, Rich. Hi, Aaron. Rich Salini, ESPN. It's been about six Hi, weeks. Hey, it's been about six weeks since you said on McAfee that you wanted to play for the Jets. So I'm just curious, what was it like? This process lasted a, a pretty long time, longer than people expected. What was it like for you waiting the six weeks? And was there any point where you thought maybe that this trade would not happen? And when did you, did you know for sure that you were going to be a Jet? Not, I mean, not really. I believe it was going to happen the entire time. Just a matter of, uh, I think, waiting each other out. Uh, my intention coming out of the darkness was to pursue uh, this opportunity. And I enjoyed the meeting uh, with, you know, Woody and Christopher came out. These two guys, Hack 
Jaime, and I just got a great feel with uh, all those guys about the possibility. And as I leaned into it, uh, getting back into some more strenuous workouts, um, I just really believed that this was where I was supposed to be. Um, a lot of things had to come together, and I, I believe there was some major synchronization to make this happen. Um, but I'm excited about the opportunity here. I always believed this was uh, possible. And things moved pretty quickly on Monday, and, and thankfully I'm here now. You're listening to live coverage of the Aaron Rodgers press conference as he meets the New York media for the first time on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. We'll take you back to it now. Fan base, which hasn't been to the playoffs since 2010, the longest stretch in professional sports for the four different leagues right now. I mean, it's, it's exciting. The Jets have an incredible, passionate fan base. I saw that last year at Lambeau. Obviously, you know about Fireman Ed and, and uh, uh, you know, his passion for the team. Uh, I think that's an exciting draw to this as well, as being a part of something special. I grew up watching old VHS tapes of, uh, of the Super Bowls. And so obviously I know about the Guarantee and, and Broadway Joe. Been a while since then. I noticed uh, walking in this morning that that uh, Super Bowl three trophy is looking a little lonely, so. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Uh, Brian Costello, New York Post. In your view, is this you're here for 2023 and then we'll see what happens? Or do you view this as more than a one year thing right now? Yeah, right now I'm just going to focus on this season. And uh, I'm excited about being here. I expect to be here uh, for the duration of the offseason. And I'm excited to get to know my new teammates and the coaching staff and the organization and and obviously, I have a background with Coach Hackett and that offense, but um, I'm excited about just diving in and being a part of uh, this group and getting to know some of the names of uh, my teammates. And also, I'm excited about working with all you guys. I've heard a lot about the New York media and excited to see what that's all about. Matt. Uh, Matt Schneidman, The Athletic. Hi, Matt. Hi, Aaron. Um, so you obviously said with Pat and AJ that you would have liked more direct communication about moving on from you, then Brian comes out and says, we tried to, he just didn't respond. To ha what actually happened this offseason between the two sides that led us to where we are now? Well, I mean, I don't know if I need to really get into the specifics. Um, I will say people that know me, uh, I'm fortunate to live in a, in a beautiful house. The only downside is I have very limited cell service. So if you want to get a hold of me, I have to see your face. You got to FaceTime me. So, uh, so the only response to, to the communication thing is there's, you know, records in your phone about who called you, when, FaceTime, and there wasn't any specific FaceTimes from any of those numbers that I was looking at. Um, that's neither here nor there because we're now we're at this position. Um, obviously, that's somehow, you know, what uh, the direction they wanted to go as far as they couldn't, the story, they couldn't get a hold of me, which led for this to, to be the case. My point was, if, if there was a change that wanted to be made, uh, why wasn't that told to me early in the offseason? Now, obviously, my future was undecided at that time. I didn't know if I wanted to keep playing. I wanted to go into my darkness retreat and, and sit with it and contemplate. Um, but when I came out, it was evident that uh, it was uh, retire or move on to a new team. You're listening to live coverage of the Aaron Rodgers introductory press conference with the New York media on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, taking you back to it right now. It was like 90%. So how much about it was the Jets specifically and what they had to offer? Was it the Jets or retirement? 
And how much are you motivated by the fact that Green Bay maybe wanted to move on or was ready to move on going into this season? I mean, not really motivated by that, honestly. I, I'm, I'm very self-motivated, and I can find different ways to get that extra little inspiration all the time. Uh, it's When you get older, it's fun to, uh, to go out and prove it each year that you can still do it, and that's enough motivation, I think, that I need. Um, but this was a big draw because of the people you see on stage here, obviously Coach Hackett, um, the opportunity to be a part of a city that's hungry, that, that's a, a team, an incredible fan base that's hungry to win again, uh, 12 years without the playoff, uh, not, you know, Super Bowl wins and Super Bowl three. It's been a long time. So the opportunity to be a part of something special here, uh, it's different. You know, it's similar to Green Bay in that way. When you win in a city like Green Bay, well, I assume for a team like the New York Jets, you go down in history and there's something special about adding that to your legacy. Josina. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Josina Anderson, CBS Sports. Hi. Good to see you. Um, you specifically said that right now you just want to focus on this season, but can you specify whether you were asked by Jets Brass for a longer investment in terms of your time, given the resources that they're giving up to get you? And then can you specify when you plan on practicing and if that is before mandatory? Uh, the first part, there wasn't any specific uh, conversation that, I'm, that I would like to share with that. Um, again, I'm, I'm an older player, so uh, you know, there's a lot more than just the playing part. There's the body part that comes into play. But the reason I take care of myself is to allow myself to continue to play into my 40s. And I'd always dreamt about being a starter at 40. I'll turn 40 uh, in December of this year. Um, but I, I'm going to be here for the foreseeable future. Um, I think it's important. Obviously, I know the scheme that Hack's putting in. There's some tweaks, but I want to get to know the guys and and uh, be around the, the facility. And obviously, you know, I haven't really spent much time in Jersey outside of Teterboro, so um, I'm, I'm going to get to know the, the area and figure out a place to live and all that stuff. And I, I want to be here to do that. So uh, there's a lot of reasons to be here. Most, most importantly, just get to know the guys and put together some fun events to start that team building, which I think is really important this time of year. When you plan on practicing? Yeah. Does tomorrow count? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. I'll be in there tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Let's right. go Antoine in the back. Behind you. <clears throat> hey, Aaron. Antoine Staley for the New York Daily News. How you Antoine. doing? Good. Uh, I just wanted to know your motivation to continue to play at this point. Obviously, you said you were 90% retired once you went to the darkness retreat. So just what motivates you at this point to just to continue to keep going at, at almost age 40? Well, it's joy. You know, you want to be having fun with what you're doing. Uh, if you're not enjoying it, then it's time to do something else. And I think the opportunity to work with Nathaniel again, to work with Robert, um, to, uh, to be around Joe, to be around the Johnsons and, and the vision they have for the team. Uh, I think the excitement of a new chapter uh, has really been fueling my off-season workout so far and just the overall excitement level. Um, I've mentioned the Jets fans, an incredibly passionate group. I'm excited to meet them, uh, to play in front of them. Um, but to be a part of something special is what keeps you coming back. And I think this is, this is building right now. And what Coach has done the last couple of years uh, he's building something special the right way with the right values, uh, the right type of leadership. And I think I can just fit in perfectly. I'm not here to be a savior of any kind. I'm just here to be 
the best quarterback I can be to lead authentically and to inspire the guys around me to raise their level of play to, uh, to an even greater, greater spot. You're listening to Fitz and Harry. We're going to take you back to the Aaron Rodgers press conference if there's anything else going on there that you need to hear. Importantly, also, he's just given us two major pieces of information we didn't have 10 minutes ago. We will react to it next. Get to the latest on Aaron Rodgers. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Ultimately, we still have a lot of. I want to get to know the guys and and uh, be around the the facility. And obviously, you know, I haven't really spent much time in Jersey outside of Teterboro, so um, I'm I'm going to get to know the the area and figure out a place to live and all that stuff. And I I want to be here to do that. So uh, there's a lot of reasons to be here. Most most importantly, just to get to know the guys and put together some fun events to start that team building, which I think is really important this time of year. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, Aaron Rodgers just stepped away from the podium. His press conference with the Jets, introductory press conference, is done, and we got some substantial news, not the least of which is what you just heard. For all the questions of would he participate in organized team activities, would he be there throughout the course of this? In a follow-up question to that answer, Josina Anderson asked him specifically, Harry, when will you come in? Is there a specific date? And he said, is tomorrow too soon? So Aaron Rodgers making it clear he's going to be part of the Jets organization starting right now moving forward through the season. And it's huge, and I think he understands the urgency of him being in that building with his teammates as the off-season um training starts for the New York Jets. He wants to get to know his teammates better. He stated that. He wants to put together fun events for team building. Also, he mentioned how he wants to get to know New Jersey a lot more. I think all of those things are huge for the New York Jets and also Aaron Rodgers when it comes to having success on the football field because everything isn't going to be peaches and cream, Fitz. We all know that. But when you go through those dark moments in time, have you put enough time in within the offseason to build that chemistry and that bond so your team can get through those tough moments? Also, you know, when you're down the stretch in December and you're playing meaningful games, that bond that you guys have created in the offseason, those type of things come into effect uh, during that part of the season as well. I think it's interesting, too, he acknowledged the relationship and understanding of Nathaniel Hackett's offense, but also that there are tweaks and there are things that need to be worked on. And so there's this there's this moment where you felt like he was very clear about coming into a situation he knows and he's comfortable with, but also understanding that this is the beginning of building something different. It, it, it was obvious in his answers how much it means to him to specifically be with this team in New York and how much he wants to make of this opportunity. Yeah, and he pointed out basically that, you know, the joint practices in playing against the New York Jets during the season, that played a major part in it, right? Being able to see Robert Sala lead, he mentioned that in those joint practices. And also Nathaniel Hackett is is the main reason why he's there. And there are going to be tweaks within the offense. But one thing Nathaniel Hackett is going to do is make sure that Aaron Rodgers 
is going to be running the plays that Aaron Rodgers feels comfortable with and also Nathaniel Hackett feels comfortable calling for A-Rod. Again, this is all on the heels of Aaron Rodgers just speaking to the New York media for the first time. Now, that being said, that's some of the good of what we heard. There's one other glaring question, one other question everybody's been trying to get an answer to. What kind of commitment is Aaron Rodgers making to the Jets? He answered it specifically. You'll hear his answer. We'll react to it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Right now, I'm just going to focus on this season, and uh, I'm excited about being here. I expect to be here uh, for the duration of the offseason, and I'm excited to get, to get to know my new teammates and the coaching staff and the organization, and, and obviously, I have a background with Coach Hackett and that offense, but um, I'm excited about just diving in and being a part of uh, this group and getting to know some of the names of uh, my teammates, and also, I'm excited about working with all you guys. I've heard a lot about the New York media and excited to see what that's all about. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Just minutes ago, Aaron Rodgers addressed the New York media for the first time. We already told you he gave us one substantial answer. He's going to be ready tomorrow to be a part of the offseason program and be around the facility. But there was another key answer here, Harry, because let's not twist it. This was a substantial trade, not just a pick swap this, uh, this year in the first round. That's part of it. But you're also talking about most notably a conditional pick next year that with 65% of the snaps played offensively will go from a second rounder to a first rounder. That's a lot to give up. He was asked very directly multiple times whether or not he was making a long-term commitment to the team. I think when you hear him talk about what his future looks like, he was very clear. He was very clear that he is in on one year and then it's wait and see. So the Jets had to make this move knowing that this was all they could bank on was this one year, right? They, they had to know that the equity they were paying could only be for one season. Yes. Now, let me say this. For Aaron Rodgers, um, for him, I think he's taking the right approach, right? Because you don't want to commit to two years or three years, and then next thing you know, you go out there and the Jets stink up the place, and you're, you already gave your word and you're committed to it. I think there's a situation if the Jets – get to a point this season when they make the playoffs and they're able to make it, you know, to the second round of the AFC championship game. And let's just say hypothetically they don't win it and they lose it in, in some kind of crazy fashion. I believe that's enough for Aaron Rodgers to want to come back and try to finish that deal the following season. If things don't go right in New York, it might be a one-year thing for the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. You know, so much of Aaron Rodgers is about feel. And, and you can respect this. Look, uh, I, to be very clear, Harry Douglas does a radio show with me every day and works his ass off on ESPN every day because he loves it and he wants to, right? Like, I'm just yep. speaking for you right here. You don't have to do it, right? There, nope. there's, uh, there is no reason. Harry Douglas never has to work another day in his life. Like, I, if, if Harry walks out and I'm stuck here, like, I'm going to be, I don't know, cleaning Evan's bathrooms for a living. I got to make money. Uh, Harry Douglas has had that luxury. Aaron Rodgers has had luxury in his life. He doesn't have to do anything. So, for him to play, I think it's all of these things together. And also, uh, is, as tough as I've been on Aaron Rodgers, you know that. Let me say this. I think it's consistent for him to say, 
I'm only taking it one year at a time. How the hell can you know if you're going to love? Like, if you've been in Green Bay your whole career, how could you possibly know if you love the New York environment, if you love the media, if you love the teams that you're playing around, if you love, uh, I don't know, the way green looks on? I, it, there are so many variables that would be real for somebody that is wildly in tune to variables. Like, if you're the type of person that needs to go stay in darkness for three or four days to get your feels out, like, you can't tell anybody today what you're going to do in a year. I think that's actually kind of real and fair. Well, also, we we got to remember now, he's coming from Green Bay, Wisconsin, in which there's hardly anything there. One casino. To, <laughs> to New York, right? So, to New York slash New Jersey. So, everything's going to be different from the people, from the media. Uh, let's just wait a year and see how he feels, how he likes everything. You know, how everything is going to be looked at, the microscope that he's going to be under. It's even that much more bigger now because you're in New York, a bigger city that a lot of people love. And you talk about the New York Jets in which haven't won a Super Bowl since Broadway Joe, Joe Namath. Right. So I I think for Aaron Rodgers, it's the right thing for him to say and also the right thing for him to do, because like you mentioned, you can't predict the future. You don't know how things. Can you imagine the New York media if things um, are in disarray? For the Jets this season? Oh, yeah. You think Aaron Rodgers is going to say, you know what, I'm going to come back for that? I mean, the New York media, <laughs> can you imagine get up every day? If if somehow the Jets start the season 4-8, and 4-9, and nine, Greeny's going to lose his damn mind every day. Every mm-hmm. day, right? So uh, I think it's impossible to be able to know what it looks like. And he was pretty specific in wanting to walk around whether or not he was asked to make a long-term commitment. He was pretty specific uh, on on whether or not he was going to. Yeah, they've got it here for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure you guys play it. Uh, I'll just peek the fourth wall. We're doing all this live. I don't have it up here yet on the screen, but maybe you guys can play it for me there. He was pretty. He was asked a follow-up question even, uh, and this is what he said about his long-term commitment. Right now I'm just going to focus on this season, and uh, I'm excited about being here. I expect to be here uh, for the duration of the offseason, and I'm excited to get, to get to know my new teammates and the coaching staff and the organization. And, and obviously I have a background with Coach Hackett and that offense, but um, I'm excited about just diving in and being a part of uh, this group. So uh, even when he was pressed more, did the Jets ask you for a commitment? He said in that situation that he didn't want to reveal any conversations, but he was clear with them. So I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is telling you, look, this is, this is one year at a time. Also, by the way, I mean, Evan, our producer, is a huge Jets fan. Evan, you, you know what your team just gave up. Your favorite team just gave up a haul for Aaron Rodgers, according to some. If it results in a Super Bowl and then he retires after one year, do you really care what you gave up to get him? No. That's the other part of this, Harry. Like, I, I think that, like, as simple as that answer is, the, the Jets are all in on trying to win a Super Bowl. The, the Jets aren't worried about two years from now. They're worried about right now. Win a damn Super You've been in these yeah, locker well, rooms. Win well, now. Evan, w- when was the last time the Jets were in the playoffs again? 2010 with Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez. 13 years ago. Yeah. 13 mm. years ago. And, and, I'll be, and I'll be honest with you guys. Let's just say they make it to the AFC Championship game and they don't even make it to a, to a Super Bowl. If Aaron Rodgers was to retire, I, I think Jets fans will be still excited. When you haven't been to the playoffs in 13 years, now don't get me wrong, like, I think it's Super Bowl a bust for this team now that they got Aaron Rodgers. But if they get to an AFC championship game, do you know how long it's been since they got there? I think they made it with Rex Ryan, right? But the fact that we're just having this conversation as the New York Jets is what makes it worth it. 
Like, yeah, like if they missed the playoffs, yeah, it would be really hard and it would really suck to be a Jets fan and then miss the playoffs after giving up what they did for Aaron Rodgers. But this entire offseason, all of training camp, when you mention the teams in the AFC, and there are a lot of them that are in Super Bowl contention, the Jets are one of them. And that's what Woody Johnson just bought. That's the thing when you say that, Evan. And, and look, you mentioned earlier, you think it's Super Bowl or bust. The funny thing is, I don't think it's Super Bowl or bust. I also don't think, as I've you know, I've, I've squarely said, I think the Bills are going to win the division. Even with that, I think this is still a brilliant move by the Jets for the reason Evan just described. When your team sucks year in and year out, <laughs> like Evan's a Jets fan. Uh, Devin, you've had some more hope. You're a Giants fan. I'm a Raiders fan. When your team sucks year in and year out, I'm going to be real with you, Harry. You're always real with me as a player, right? I'm going to be real with you as a fan. Sometimes all you want is to turn on NFL Sunday Countdown and not have your team made fun of. Sometimes you just want to be able to watch a week of NFL Live and not feel like a moron for the team that you root for. Like, that's so real. And And I think also that's a large part of why the draft is so appealing for so many people because it's hope springs eternal with the draft. You're getting a new player and and hopes are high. You know what I mean? It's like the one well, this, time. This, this is good to hear from like fans because, you know, for so many years I was on the other side of it. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit up here and say I understood every single thing coming from a fan, but hearing you guys speak about it like from that perspective is eye-opening for me. It is the worst. And when I was a little kid, because we all know I'm old. When I was a little kid, you know, pre-internet, you would go to the, the grocery store and there'd be the section of NFL preview magazines. And every year, I would go buy all of them. I'd buy every one of these in the 90s. I'm buying every one of these preview magazines. You run home. You spent all the money because you're broke ass that you have on these preview magazines. <laughs> and you open them up. And it's like Raiders predicted 6-10. and 10. Raiders predicted 4-12. and 12. Raiders predicted last place. And you read it over and over and over again. And you're like, man, what the hell is the point? Sometimes you just want hope going into the season and the thing that evan has right now at a level that none like uh, uh, harry's confident on the falcons and he's confident because he's smart with football and he knows this team he's confident evan not only has confidence evan has hope when you put those two things together you're like son of a biscuit like that's re- that changes the whole way you feel about your team right 100 percent. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, look, I, and, and he had a different like his mindset was different this this entire day, knowing that the trade went through yesterday and they have Aaron Rodgers. He been, he's been talking crazy today, so he has a different pizzazz to himself, too. Seriously, seeing Aaron Rodgers in the Jets green, in the hoodie walking in, in the polo shirt at the podium, seeing the Jets background behind him, realizing it's real and that he's a New York Jet, yeah, that changes my entire mindset for the whole season. There was one it. thing about this press conference that blew my mind. And one thing that makes me look at Evan, and for the first time through this whole process, for months, I've been absolutely just poking him on it. I don't know. There was one thing about the press conference that nobody else is going to talk about that I think significantly backs up what Evan's saying. We'll tell you about it next. Uh, it's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Ultimately, we still have a lot of work to do to get to where we need to go. This is the best thing that has happened to the Jets since they drafted Joe Namath. I don't believe it's hyperbole. You just added the one thing that is your problem. You fixed your Achilles heel. You got a quarterback. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
One, two, three. I love the move. I love the trade. I think it's spectacular. I understand the excitement. Still doesn't mean the Jets are a lock for the playoffs to me. Like, the AFC is wild this year. And that's okay. Like, there are going to be good teams that miss the playoffs this year because there's so many great teams in this conference. Three hours later. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Harry, I'm not much of a historian. I'll be the first to admit that, like, uh, I'm just not smart in those ways. Uh, But if you remember, years and years ago, we learned this in history class. I might be a little off on this. Somebody will correct me on Twitter, I'm sure. But the first televised presidential debates were between Nixon and Kennedy, right? And if you go back to that, the funny thing is at that time in American history, a lot of people listened to the, to the debate on radio. And on radio, it sounded one way. So a lot of people thought in that moment that Nixon had actually won the debate on the radio side. The television side of it, however, made it very clear that John F. Kennedy was much more, let's say, uh, controlled and, and he had better TV presence. Nixon sort of looked nervous, all of these things. And so it's this moment that they teach you in history, at least they did when I was a kid because I'm old, uh, there is this moment that they teach you about the power of media, TV, and look, right? Like you can say something and it may come across one way, but the way you look on TV matters. And I'm thinking about that right now because we just watched Aaron Rodgers in a press conference. I know it sounds weird, but Harry, the first thing that I noticed when he sat down is like, not only is uh, fine, he got a haircut. Who cares? It's a press conference. He got a haircut. But it looked like he was put together. Like, not only was it a haircut, he looked good. He looked healthy. looked like maybe he dropped a few LBs. Like, he just looked lean and mean and, and put together. And there was this moment of, man, that doesn't feel like the same Aaron Rodgers I'm used to seeing. Like, it's a little thing, but I thought it was a substantial thing in this press conference. Well, he looks like he's ready. Yeah. Ready for what? Ready to prove himself right and to lead this team, the New York Jets. To the promised land, right? He, he stated in his press conference, Fitz, that he felt like the New York Jets was the place for him as the lawnmower goes by my window, if y'all can <laughs> probably hear it. Yeah, Douglas that, was but, a huge mistake. But, but that's the way he felt. He felt like that was the right place for him. So he didn't want to show up to this offseason and not be the best version of himself. And then you have his teammates seeing that along with his coaches. He didn't want to show their – show up there trying to get in shape, and then people looking at him differently. He wanted to show up there in shape, in which I like the haircut. It doesn't have the John Wick slick hair back going anymore. Um, he actually does look good, man. He looks like he's been, been training a lot, and actually he, he, like he's ready for things to start right now. He was asked at the press conference about what it would mean uh, to become a Jets legend and, frankly, why he didn't pick the number 12 as he had the opportunity to do. This was his answer. I don't really know about the historical standing in the sport. More from this organization standpoint, it'd be really special. Uh, there's some iconic names that have played here, probably none more iconic than number 12. I heard what he said about unretiring his number, but to me, 12 is Broadway Joe, and I didn't want to even go down that path, and I'm excited about going back to my college number. But there's something special about playing in a city for a team like this uh, with a storied franchise, you know, obviously going way, way back to uh, Super Bowl three to be a part of something special would help you go down in the history of an organization. Already have 18 years in an incredibly iconic organization, and it'd be fun to be a part of the history of this one as well. Harry, it, 
they're very quarterbacky answers, very media answers. But that's also not what we're used to from Aaron Rodgers. Like I just, I looked at all of this. It just felt different. I, tell me if I've lost my mind. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But man, it felt like a different, composed. Like, hey, I'm here. I'm happy, and this is right. Sort of Aaron Rodgers. Well, he he definitely. You could tell that he's happy, right? Um, it's a new start, a fresh start, and I think he wants to make the right impression, not just on his teammates, but his coaches, and also the the New York Jets fan base. So I think today was a big day for him, um, as, as is every day after this point it's going to be. But I got to also mention, I love the simple fact that he respected a legend and Joe Namath. Joe Namath said he would allow him and unretire the number and allow Aaron Rodgers to wear it. But Aaron Rodgers has that much respect for Joe Namath, a guy who, who has won that Super Bowl in that franchise, who was a Super Bowl MVP, who was an AL, two-time AL MVP. Uh, he's done so many things for that organization, and he's still Broadway Joe relevant because he's the guy that put this franchise on a pedestal. But Aaron Rodgers having that respect for someone who came before him, who probably paved the way for him also as a quarterback, and showing him that utmost respect means a lot to me. Like I love that about A-Rod. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive commercial insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options, an easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts on coverage selections not available in all states or situations. Evan, how insufferable are you going to be now uh, until the first game is played? That's the real question. And I think uh, we will all allow you the grace knowing that behind the scenes we are rooting wildly against you uh we will allow you the grace uh, in the summer how bad is it going to be how insufferable am i normally to you a scale of one to ten uh, eight all right i'll be at ten <laughs> okay oh <laughs> uh, devin are you ready for that i mean uh, th- there's going to be some there's some sneaky confidence from three out of four of us on this show i'm the one that's not sneaky confident right now I mean, I'm ready. We, I got my quarterback, so I've been good for a little bit. Oh, um, okay. So, so wait a minute, because see, I, I feel attacked for some reason because now we keep bringing up the quarterback position. You got your quarterback. You you don't have your damn running back right now, who happens to be a lot of your offense last season, Devin. I felt like a shot was being like taken towards me. I just really did. Uh, no, not at all, Harry. I'm just yeah, about sounds me. good. I mean, what, what, do you, what do you think? Do, you have, yeah, do right. the Falcons have their quarterback? Uh, wow, uh, Desmond Ritter. Sure. That's all I had to say about that. Uh, guys, uh, the, the real question is, Devin. The disrespect, I tell you. Devin, Evan, who has the best team in New York, the Giants or the Jets? Ooh. Rangers. Okay. I mean, one's coming off a playoff Oh, uh, They're about to lose, so. too. I didn't ask about last year. I, I asked we about got, what's happening. Uh, we, got a lot, we got a lot of pieces. Got a better coach. I'm, I'm riding with the Giants, baby. Uh, okay, so, there's, a game, there's a game in New York this year. They'll play each other. We'll find out. Uh, Harry, I am going to spend the next several months trying to make mommy and daddy fight every day about this. That's all we have to <laughs> who's do. Who's mommy and who's daddy, daddy, though, between the two? Well, I'm daddy. Uh, Evan's never <laughs> been daddy. There's not a chance. Oh. <laughs> Kenny and Carlin will tell you which one of them's daddy next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Been listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to three Eastern on ESPN Radio, and you can watch on the ESPN app.